This mime that we're going to learn was said in Shavas Parshas Truma on the fourth day of Adar, the fourth, fourth, fourth day of the first Adar, Tavshin Chafei, 1965. The Torah says, Hashem commands us in this week's Torah portion, take from me a donation. And was asking us to give donations for the tabernacle, for the Mishkan. So asks a question. In his discourse, which starts with the same words, It was, it was said a hundred twenty years before the Rebbe's discourse, and it's not yet printed. As the time of the Rebbe is speaking, it wasn't yet printed, but we actually have it now. It's printed in our show. We have this discourse. Uh, subsequent to 1965, it was printed. The Torah what does the say in this discourse? The Torah uses the expression donation three times. It says in the Torah, take from your donation, take my donation. And this is the donation that they should, you should take from them. So he uses that word donation, gift, offering, three times. So the Tzemach Sedek, he is asking the meaning of these three, three rep- the repetition, thrice, of the word donation. So the Rebbe says we could add to his question. So the Rebbe says, in these three terms itself, in these three um, phrases of donation itself, first it says, take from your donation. And then it says, from any person who has a magnanimous heart, from any person like that, take my donation. That means the first time it says, take a donation, doesn't mention any generous heart. That means we're not talking about gener- generosity yet. We need to understand what's the reason why the very first donation mentioned, this Victoria portion, is not connected to generous heart. Seemingly, every kind of donation has to do with a generous heart. Like this guy Nathan. Nathan means gift, right? He's a gen- generous guy. That's what he's all about. Generosity and giving. Baruch Hashem. So, so, so g- g- generosity and giving are connected to each other. And yet the Torah puts one in a different category. Doesn't mention generous. We also need to understand. It says, "Take from your donation." What, what's it? What was? What would be the appropriate term to use when we're talking about donation? Take. What do you use? Give. Give a donation. Why does say take? Hashem says, "Take from your donation." You don't take a donation. You ask people to give a donation. What does it mean to take from your donation? Also, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, that, or the words of the Torah are, take the donation, take it, for me. Just say, ask them to give a donation. Why are you saying, first of all, take it, and second of all, why are you saying, take it for me? Who else are we going to give it to? We're giving it a donation for Hashem. Why does it say, take the donation for me? So Rashi says, for me means for my sake. That's what Rashi says. We understand what's the meaning of this. 
maybe at some other time, my mother is aware of his pastor's truma, I'll possibly truma. So to answer these questions, the Tzemach first introduces a teaching <coughs> from the Medrash on this Pasuk. Vikli Truma. Oh, you're such a, such a tzaddik, such a tzaddik. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Psst. This guy, this guy is a tzaddik. L'chaim, l'chaim. This guy is awesome. Anyway, so it says, in the, it says in, the, in the Talmud, on the verse, take from me Truma, the Talmud says like this, we're in the second uh, paragraph there, you see that? His base, third line. The Medrash says like this, Pischuli achoysi rayasi. There's another verse in Song of Songs, open up for me my sister, my bride. How long should I walk around without a house? In Song of Songs, the the whole song of songs is, is built around the story of a uh, it's a love it's a it's a song of love, and in this in in this uh, depiction of this lover who comes to the uh, home of his want to be who he wants to be his bride, he knocks on the door. He at first disappointed her; he didn't show up when she wanted him to show up, and then he comes to the house, and she knock he knocks on the door. And he asks her, please open up for me. This is also, of course, a metaphor for Hashem asking us to open up for him. And Hashem says, when he's by the door, open up for me, my sister, my bride. And then Hashem says, my, my, my hair, my head is full of dew. It's, it's cold outside, it's wet outside. And I'm, how long should I be without a home? That's what Hashem says. So what is Hashem really asking? Hashem is asking us to make a home for him. In a similar way, and Hashem says, take from me a donation, but Hashem is saying, I want it to be a home for me. Make from me a mikdash, make from me a holy place, so I, Hashem says, won't be outside. I don't want to be outside. So make from me a home, so I won't be outside. What this means is, the reason why God commanded us to give a donation to him is in order to build the base of mikdash. And those items, the Torah asks us to give, to give uh, wood and to give silver and to give gold and copper, all those items are needed to build the home for Hashem. As the Torah says in the same uh, next few verses, it says, give all these things and make for me a sanctuary so I should dwell within them, within the Jewish people. And this is the whole theme of what a Jew is supposed to do in this world. That by a Jew making a home for Hashem in this world, he fulfills God's desire. What's God's desire? What, why did God want there to be a world? God wants to be close to us. And therefore he desired to have a home in this lowest world. Hashem wants to be one with us. For not for any purpose, not because Hashem needs anything from us. Hashem just desires us for the sake of being with us. And he asks us to make a home for him here in this world, in the lowest of all worlds. So by making this mishkan, by making this tabernacle this, that's moving around in the, in the temple, in the desert, that's how you satisfy Hashem's desire. Could the Isa next page, page vav, Isa Medrash, God says, says the Medrash, I ask you to give me a donation in order that I should dwell amongst you. V'os mikdash, 
Medrash says it like this. When God says make a sanctuary, it's like God saying, take me and I will live between you. Take me as I could dwell, I could dwell, dwell amongst you. You say that Aveduhu, there is an order of how our relationship um, with Hashem works. The Zohar talks about which means when we make a step towards Hashem, we make it, we arouse ourselves by ourselves. Anila Dodi, in the language of Song of Songs, I come to my beloved Hashem, uh, inspiring me first, then Hashem responds to me. And there's something that, that, that Hashem reciprocates. This, by the way, is especially uh, relevant in the month of Adar. In the month of Adar, Hashem responds to us, even if we don't have merit. Ordinarily, it says that, you know, that Hashem, there's a scrutiny. Heaven looks at each person, Hashem, there's a, Jewish, there's a court in heaven, and there's a decision of what happens, what doesn't happen, based upon our merits. Month of Adar is a month of, of divine grace and mercy. And that's why it says if you have a court case, if a non-Jew make the court case in the month of Adar, because it's a time of divine grace, time, time of kindness. When's your birthday? Above Adar? Huh? You're one day before my Shabbat. So it actually says that um, uh, the words the Talmud use, uses for the month of Adar is body mazel, it has a healthy mazel. It says about a, a birthday also, which is a day of a birthday, is a day of extra mazel. So you're like, souped up with, with great, great mazel. This, what does mazel mean? That's a different subject. I'm not going to end that now, but the point of it really is, is that ordinarily there's a process of things come down from heaven, you know, slowly through each world, through the mazel, through the, through, through the various angels on the way that reach, reaches this world. And each stage is a scrutiny of what should happen here. When the month of Adar, because it's Moesha in his birthday, the, time, the whole month is transformed so that we could see openly in this world how God is close to us. So, so, so ordinarily, the system is the arousal from below causes an arousal from above. But the month of Adar, it's a little faster. So there's not, 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 not as much scrutiny. We make an effort to go close to Hashem, Hashem responds to us. It's not so much talking about an Adar, yes, Adar talks about Hashem giving us blessings. But the Zohar is not only talking about blessings, the Zohar is talking about inspiration. We try to inspire ourselves, we try to make a move to Hashem, and Hashem gives us assistance, gives us signs, opens our hearts. Let's see. Um, so what's the order of our service of Hashem? We're in the fourth line. In order for us to make the first move to Hashem, there's already Hashem's assistance to us first. Hashem assists us to make the first move. Yes, I said before a second ago that the first move is ours, but Hashem gives us assistance to make that move too. Even what we think we're doing by ourselves is also not really by ourselves. As the verse says, of the voice of my beloved is knocking on the door and asking me to open up. So that when we see God is opening the, knocking on the door, it means God is trying to inspire us. God is trying to make us make the first move. When Hashem says, give me a donation, it's identical to God saying in Song of Songs, open up for me. Hashem saying, when Hashem says, take for me, what is He saying, take for me? Take the inspiration I'm giving you. I am making a move. I am knocking on your door. Take that. Accept what I'm giving you. Accept the inspiration I'm giving you. Don't, don't uh, ignore me. 
I am giving you inspiration. I'm helping you make the first move. Come along with me. So that's the meaning of the first word, this sixth Torah portion. Take me. Shem is saying, what do you mean take me? Accept the inspiration that I'm giving you. What do you mean take me? What exactly is Hashem giving us? How does it work? What are you referring to, Hashem, when you say to accept you? Which inspiration are you referring to? So the Baal Shem Tev once explained the following. The Baal Shem Tev explains, when it, sa- it says in the Torah, the Talmud, that there's a voice that announces every day on Mount Sinai, return my children. That's, that's what it says in the Talmud. In the, in, the, in the Ethics of Our Fathers, there's a voice that says, return my children. The Baal Shem Tev asks, not one person in the whole world hears this announcement. No one in the whole world hears God say return. If God, why is God making an announcement no one can hear? God's announcing return to my children, but nobody hears it. Sometimes a person suddenly has thoughts of tshuva. Without him trying to get thoughts of tshuva, without him th- trying to go in this direction, all of a sudden he just has these thoughts of tshuva. Why do we have these, these thoughts of tshuva? It's because our neshama suddenly is sensitive to these voices. Understand the question? You send the, the answer. Hashem makes this announcement. Your neshama hears the voice. That's and you don't know your neshama hears voices. You just feel like I want to do tshuva now. So that inspiration, I want to do tshuva, is a result of your neshama hearing the voice. So it's you feel how you feel. That's there's an antenna in you. The neshama is inside of me, and my neshama is hears the it's sensitive to the voice Hashem is making that announcement in heaven. So the, from the voice that God makes us announce in heaven, in, there's, there's some part of me, some part of my soul that is sensitive to it, that trickles down into me and my body. The Rebbe's question is, if Hashem is announcing this every day, the Rebbe says, each person knows that many days can pass in between one thought of tshuva and the next. Why does, if there's an announcement every single day, how come I don't feel every single day I want to do tshuva? If Hashem is announcing this every day, how come many days can go by? Rachman al-Atzlan. We don't even know what, like... Rachman al-Atzlan means God should help us. God should preserve us. It shouldn't happen to us. What should ha- shouldn't happen to us? You're in the Rebbe's question. You're learning so much. And so it says, each person knows by himself that many days can go by. May Hashem protect us without having thoughts of Shuvah. No? A day, a day is meant to be a day we think about returning to Hashem. Hashem should protect us that we shouldn't this shouldn't happen we know it does happen we know that days go by on our thoughts of truth the Talmud says a story about Daniel Daniel was with other people in a room and there was a vision and the vision was of writing on the wall as it says in the Tanakh and it says in the Tanakh that Everyone was frightened. So Daniel describes this event. He says, I saw the writing on the wall. No one else did. And yet everyone was scared. So Talmud asks, why was everybody scared if they didn't see it? Everyone was frightened, but only I saw it. So Talmud answers, Although everyone didn't see the writing on the wall, nevertheless, a part of them did see it. Their mazel. 
Okay, I guess I have no choice but to translate the word mazel. Mazel means to drip. There is a part of our neshama in Gan Eden, and that part of our neshama um, is called mazel because it from there drips into us inspiration and faith and all the good stuff. So it's it. My neshama in Gan Eden hears the voice, and from there it's mazel. It drips into me. Shemazel that, that the, the mazel of the neshama is the essence of the soul. Every day it hears that voice. Every day the voice is heard. In order for me to be moved by it, I have to decide to accept it. So every single day Hashem is giving me this inspiration. Hashem is pouring on me every single day. But I have to decide I'm going to take this inspiration. Every day there's a knock on my door and Hashem is saying, open up for me. So it's up to me whether or not I want to open the door up for him. But he is certainly knocking on the door. I have a part of me that is, in, that is already inspired. I have to decide that I want to accept this and bring this into me. We're now in the next paragraph, in the bottom. Now we can understand why the Torah says, take from me. It doesn't say give me, it says take from me. Why does it say take from me? Next page. Because it's not something that you have to do. It's not something that you have to give. Rather, all you need to do is to accept the inspiration that God is giving. And that answers our question before. Why doesn't the Torah mention generosity? It only mentions generosity the second time it talks about donation for Hashem. How can the first time doesn't mention generosity? Because the inspiration that God gives me is not dependent upon me. It's not dependent upon my generosity. Hashem makes this announcement. Hashem is talking to my Hashem. Hashem is saying, do tshuva, Meishim. Wake up. So, so it's not because I have a magnanimous spirit, I have a generous spirit that I'm going towards Hashem. Because He is calling me. The whole essence of this, this request of Hashem is an inspiration comes from Hashem. It's not me. This also answers why it says, take me. It doesn't say take a donation. The first words of the Torah portion are, take me a donation. Take for me a donation. But it doesn't say, it, 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 it should have said just take a donation. Why does it say take from me? Whenever the Torah uses the word li, there's a rule, the Talmud says, rule the rule is the word, the word li, the word me or for me, is forever and ever and ever. Or another place in the Talmud it says, whenever it says the word li, it never changes. It doesn't change in this world, it doesn't change in the world to come. Because this is something that God is giving me, therefore it's impossible to change. Here's going on. Hashem, Hashem's inspiration to us, Hashem's request of us, that we should come close to Him, Hashem's inspiration to us, Hashem is asking us to do tshuva, Hashem is trying to shake us up, that's something that, that never stops. If it was something that, that had to do with me, then some days it would happen, some days it wouldn't happen. 
But this is like it, this is compared to dew. Just like dew comes down every day without without stopping. So this is also in the arousal from above. Hashem gives us whether we deserve it or not. I, I was um, learning yesterday about the Karuvim, about those images that are on top of the um, the ark. Top of the ark, there were these golden images, and they were considered to be even holier than the tablet itself. The tablet itself were in the ark. But also, come and say for Torah, you can't put anything on top of a Torah, right? The Torah is the holiest object, the holiest thing. So, what's on top of the ark? Top of the ark are these are these cherubs, the Karuvim, these angel-like uh, images. So, what did, what was on their faces? They look like angels, okay? What their what their faces look like? They're actually different opinions. Uh, one opinion is that they look like children. Why like children? Well, the reason they look like children is because God is saying to us, no matter what's going on, you are my kids, you're my children. And that's really in sync with what they're ever saying over here. The first words of the sixth Torah portion are, are, they seem very, it seems like a very dry Torah portion this week. Hashem says, make me a sanctuary, and it says all these details. And you're learning Rashi, and Rashi goes into the details and the details of all the details of all these different items, what you need to, need to give, and how it's built, and the whole thing, how it's built, and what exactly is needed, and the curtains. But the Rebbe explains that the very first words of this Torah portion are a call of God to each of us. And the reason why God is calling us is because we're His kids, and therefore it never stops. There's never a moment when God's not calling out to us. You, you can never lose this, this request Hashem never says, okay, you know, I was, I was watching this lecture of this, um, of this um, marriage therapist, and he was talking about how, how couples need to turn towards each other. And when, you couple, when, a, when a spouse turn, tor- turns towards you, you have to accept it. If you don't accept it, you'll, um, you'll, uh, they, they won't turn towards you again, because they'll get disappointed. So he gives the example of, of uh, hey, what a beautiful uh, sunset. And if you're not interested, like, oh, who cares about that sunset? So it's not the sunset. You've, you've now rejected your spouse's interest. You've now rejected your spouse too. And so therefore, it's, it's unlikely that they'll turn towards you again with, with, with whatever else it is. So in a similar way, you'd expect Hashem turning towards us every single day. And us, more days than not, are saying, yeah, whatever. You'd expect Him to stop turning towards us. The third says, Ve'yichuli, Hashem says, Take, I'm, Li means forever and ever and ever. It doesn't change in this world. It doesn't change the, change the world to come. Hashem says, I'm, I'm always going to be there asking for you. I'm never going to stop. You know why? Because you're my children. I'm never going to stop asking. And therefore Hashem, so, so now we, we, we've discovered a whole new message in the first two words of this Victoria portion. We asked the question, why say take? It should say give. We asked, it should have talked about magnanimity. It should have talked about generosity. It doesn't mention generosity. We asked, why does it say, um, take it from, take me? Why does it say take? Why does it say me? Why does it mention generosity? Now we answered all those questions. The Torah is talking about building a home for God. So God's very interested in this home. He's interested in his very core, in his very essence. He wants this home. He wants to be close to us. So when Hashem is saying, make me a home, Hashem is knocking the door and saying, accept me. I want to be with you. So, so this request of Hashem is not just a request and Hashem is asking us something. Hashem is trying to inspire us. Hashem. When we walk around in our day and all of a sudden suddenly we have the start of tshuva, where the start of tshuva coming from is because God's knocking on my door. 
That's why I have the Sadam 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 Shuna. I should have it every day, but I don't have it every day. That's why Hashem asked me, please accept me today. Today, I'm knocking your door again today. Accept me today. I, I, I'm asking for you. I'm trying to inspire you, trying to get your attention. Hello, trying to get your attention. So how often is he trying to get our attention? Every single day. So Hashem says, take me. Accept my, my, my request. Accept what I'm asking you. And Hashem says, I'm never going to stop. Take the word, as the Talmud says, the word me is forever and ever and ever. It never stops and never changes his mind. Says, okay, you know what, guys? You, you, I asked you again and again. You're not interested? I'm, okay, I give up. He never does it. We're, we're his children. So, so that's the meaning of why it doesn't say all those who are magnanimous. Because it doesn't matter about your magnanimity. It doesn't matter about your inspiration. It doesn't matter how interested you are in me, Hashem says. I'm always going to ask for you because you're my children. There's, there's the word. Unbelievable. Okay. And any questions before we go? Oh, it's already 7 o'clock. Okay, any questions before we break today? All right. Very good.